following audio is from Morningstar Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio. For more information about Morningstar, visit morningstardayton.org. Well, hello and welcome back to our podcast. My name is Ben. I'm the associate pastor here at Morningstar Baptist Church. I'm excited to have um, John Decker here with me, uh, like always. And uh, John, it has been a crazy week here at Morningstar Baptist Church. Crazy is a good word to describe it. Uh, Fun, but crazy. We started Sunday right after church ended, tearing down and remodeling a stage, which... We'll never do again, but (laughs) (laughs) but I mean it's it's good. It needs to happen, Mm -hmm. and we what's made it really fun is we've had so many people from the church be a part of it and come and help, and that's and when you get twelve, thirteen guys to show up just to tear a stage down and rip carpet up or scrape come back the next day and scrape glue knowing that's what they're gonna have to do that's awesome especially on March Madness weekend, right? Yeah, everybody could be at home watching basketball. We tried to get it in there, so I mean selfishly because I wanted to make sure I kept track of what the Tar Heels were doing but right but yeah I mean it's a, it's a huge deal for us to have this going on we're trying to get things more relational and what, what I've come to love and what we're going to even dive into more today is, is our people are just so passionate about the gospel they're passionate about um, being relational they're passionate about the cause of Christ and and kingdom work all throughout our community and man it's just cool to see it happening even in our guys that are construction guys that can't mm-hmm. do typical church stuff it's Mm -hmm. cool to see them um, using their gifts to serve the lord it really is and we we are very blessed to have the amount of people the number of people that god's brought to our church who have some amazing gifts Mm -hmm. and have some really neat passions that they use to help further the gospel and uh, that's why i'm excited about what we're doing today and and with our guests today It, it is it really is exciting and i'm so excited about today's guest um Denise Terry and I know you're going to share I won't take all your thunder in introducing her um, but her passion um, for the cause of Christ I can't wait to listen sit back and listen um, to the interview that you're going to get a chance to do with her so having said that I'm going to bow out and uh, allow you and Denise to just take it from here well as been said we get to hang out today with Denise Terry and uh, Denise is part of our church and been with Morningstar for a long time and uh, and we this is a big honor for us to be able to hang out with you and I wanted to bring you in and let you let people hear kind of what you do and where you do this your ministry at and 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 then we'll talk about some more specifics. So okay. t- tell me right now. So you're involved with an organization called the Miami Valley Women's Center. Yes, that's okay. correct. So tell me how did you get involved with them okay. to begin with? Well, I can say that I've always been pro-life. Okay. Um I grew up, you know, was in God's kindness. I was raised in a Christian home. My parents were saved as teenagers, and then um, they had me, and I've been raised in a Christian home, and so I accepted Christ when I was eight years old, and um, had seen my parents serve faithfully in the church, so they set a really good example for me, and um, I grew up just valuing life. I don't know that there was a major moment when I realized oh my goodness, I'm, I'm pro-life or whatever. But as I grew up and, and, you know, was a teenager and became aware of abortion and that kind of thing, um, I just knew that it was wrong, that it, it was against God's plan. He, you know, his sanctity of life that is placed on humankind. And, and I just knew that it was wrong. And so 
Um, when I grew up and got married and was out on my own and things like that, um, we had a family friend who happened to work at the Miami Valley Women's Center. And this was like in 19... <laughs> What was it like? The eighties. Okay, okay. you're gonna date yourself 80s, a little bit. Okay, the late eighties, <laughs> okay. and um, she was um, always talking to me about Denise. You should volunteer at the Miami Valley Women's Center. We were really small. We were in small rented space. We didn't have a lot um, of programs and and things, but the call was there to minister to women who were facing an unplanned pregnancy and what were we as the church with the Christians doing to help women mm -hmm. who were in these situations um, and so she worked on me you know she's like Denise you need to do this and at the time of my life I, I really couldn't do it okay. um, or just God hadn't really really burdened my heart with it yet um, but just always believing that abortion is wrong but the church christians have to be there to say yes it's wrong but mm -hmm. god right you know you know and so um a walk for life mm -hmm. was coming up and i had just i just had luke so i was a brand new mom and put him in a little stroller and went to triangle park and did a five mile walk for life <laughs> walk for lives are no longer five miles right. <laughs> so don't let that be a deterrent right. to anyone who's thinking oh i want to do the walk this year it's not five miles. Okay. Um, but the, a group went from church, did that five-mile walk with our babies and our strollers, and I think God just burned my heart then. Denise, you needed – now's the time. Mm -hmm. Now's the time. So he um, – I got me in touch with the you know the people that were in charge of training. I signed up to do the training. Um, I took the training, and I've been a volunteer since. Okay. Or, or staff. I've I've also held a couple staff positions, but um, just love love the ministry. Okay. And it's like one of those things where you get into it, and you you know God's called you to do it, and you're going to serve. But, oh, my goodness, does he just come back on me mm. with so many blessings yeah. and just relationships with other people that I've developed, people I've gotten, I've been able to be mentored by, mm -hmm. um, just women I've been able to see come to know Christ or make a decision to have a baby when they were thinking about abortion and, or just my own walk with the Lord. It's just, like, done so much for um, my own relationship with the Lord, that's just been the biggest thing. So, Absolutely, and yeah. and you know we we all like you you touched on it a hundred percent. We know abortion's wrong. We 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 can look in Scripture. We can see what God has to say about that and how He formed us and and we're in His creation. And as a church, we're always really quick to stand up and and say everything that we're against, right? And we are definitely against abortion. There's a hard and fast thing, and there's no backing from that. But we, we kind of forget that, okay, yes, we're, we're against abortion, but what about those who are impacted? And they might think that's their only way out. Right. And that's where the Miami Valley Women's Center yeah. really comes in and where you're, mm -hmm. you're the heart of your ministry. Yeah. So share with us some things that, that you guys do. What is it that you do and how do you do some mm -hmm. things and how you minister to these ladies? Yeah, I'd love to because it's like I said, it's my passion. Yeah. I love to talk about it. So, um, well, 
most people know that we um, are there to talk to women who have had a, or who are contemplating having abortions. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They've found out that they're pregnant or they suspect they're pregnant. They come to us to find out, um, and they just don't know what to do. Right. And so they come in the front door, and they're greeted. They, you know, they fill out a few papers for us, and then one of us who is an intake volunteer, which is what I happen to be as an intake volunteer. So I will go back in the room with her and just start a conversation. We ask okay. questions, find out where they are. Um, they go back and they, they do their test, and a nurse or doctor runs their test, mm -hmm. and they come back in a room and they say, your test is positive. Okay. And then I proceed then to talk to her. Um, that person, that nurse leaves, that medical professional leaves, and I'm there with the girl. And I'm just talking to her about, you know, well, what, you know, some questions I would ask is, okay, so I see that you're thinking about having an abortion. Um, can you tell me what are some of the reasons why that's a choice that you're thinking about? Mm -hmm. And just get her to talk about her life and why is it, is she, you know, parental pressure or she's got a schol college scholarship that she'll lose, she feels like she'll lose, mm -hmm. or the boyfriend um, is pressuring her to have an abortion. He's told her he's out of the picture if she doesn't do this. Um a lot of times it's just internal pressure that right. they put on themselves. I'm this, I'm that, and this just doesn't fit into the plans. Okay. And, um, and so, you know, it's our privilege to be able to get to talk to them mm -hmm. about that, um, to give them the information, say, well, what do you know about an abortion at this stage? Mm -hmm. Because there are actually several different kinds of abortions. Right. There's, there's chemical abortions that use like um, RU486, you know, kind of pills that, that women can take. Um, and then there's surgical abortions. So there's actually three different stages of surgical abortions. There's, okay. um, and so it, you know, it goes from this procedure is done up to these many weeks and then this procedure is done between this week and this week. And then this procedure, which takes three days, mm -hmm. is done from this week to this week. And so sometimes they don't have any knowledge of where they are or what kind of procedure it would be. Right. So we talk to them about that. We talk to them about what are the side effects, what are the possible complications. And everything is documented. We're very careful about having a sourced material right there that we're going through with the client mm -hmm. that they can take with them. It's not sensationalized. Right. It's not, um, it, we would never use, we, we, we strive to stay um, godly and truthful mm -hmm. at every step of the way. Okay. And, and so um, we pray with them, offer them further services. They can get an ultrasound. We talk to them about programs that will help them um, as they continue the pregnancy. Um, we also get many women who are post-abortive, and so they've had an abortion at some point in their past, and we talk to them about how they're feeling about that one mm -hmm. and offer help and hope to them through an abortion recovery program. Okay. Um, we have the spiritual support programs. We have mentoring. It's called Moms Making Outstanding Mothers. We have a, a counterpart to that for the guys that come in called Dads. Um, 
sure what dad stands for. So, <laughs> but there is a program for the for the guys, mm-hmm. and so we need male volunteers right, too. Believe right. it or not, at the women's center, and uh, so we just do everything related to what you would expect. Right. But then we also do client services. So. We have clients who come in that because a lot of times um, people who are critical of a ministry like ours will say, well, what are you doing? You know, you just want them to have the baby and then you don't care. You're not Mm. really pro-life because if you were pro-life, you'd be pro-life from this point to this point. Mm. And we're like. We are because we have the mentoring programs. We have the material assistance. I mean, um, volunteers are going back there and and washing and sorting baby clothes so that when clients come in, like one that came in today when I worked, um, she needed, she was pregnant, needed this amount of clothes. And we just, she came off the street. She wasn't a a long time or a long time client or anything. She just came in and she needed those things. And uh, we were able to give her those things and um, give her diapers and formula and baby food. And so we do all those things. And your support really doesn't stop once the baby's born, which is amazing that they can still come and receive that help even after they choose. They can just the stay involved. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, because there's a there's like I said, there's the spiritual support program. Mm-hmm. Um, there, so that's really discipleship. Right. What we in the church would know as discipleship. Right. Right. Um, and then there's just um, you know there's the mentoring and everything, and there's um, growing moms Bible study. So there's a long term Bible study, so girls can get in and stay plugged in mm-hmm. for really a long. And really, the the hope is is that once they get established and they begin a sincere walk with the Lord, they will go out and find a local church to right. be part of. Absolutely. Because we're encouraging them. This isn't enough. The center mm-hmm. is not your church. Right. Your church is out there or out right. there or Centerville right. or Morningstar right. or, um, or you know, wherever in your community. Get plugged into a local church where you can grow. And that excited me because I, when I met with your, your director a couple weeks ago, she was floating the idea to me of what you're talking about right now. You guys yes. are really trying mm-hmm. to um, go deeper in developing, mm-hmm. getting them plugged into local churches. Right. And we'll circle back around to that because I want to later talk about how any pastors who are listening can get involved with the Miami Valley Women's Center. A lot of times, though, when people think about abortions, especially if you're from the Midwest, um, if you're from the South, like I grew up down in Texas, and from, we, we tend to, I think, kind of a protectionary measure in our own mind and heart because it, we, we, it is such offensive thing to first I think about someone having an abortion. We, we kind of relegate that to that's a big city problem like a New York or a San Francisco, or and it's surely not here. Do you have, what does it look like here in our area where we're at in this area? What does yeah. that look like abortion-wise? Um, well, there were, I can give you some, actually some statistics. Yeah, oh, we'd love that. I know numbers mean things mm-hmm. to, you know, it kind of, quanti- you know, gives you a quantifies, is that the right word? Yeah. Um, um, what, how prevalent of an issue it is. In 2017, um, 20,893 unborn babies' lives were ended in Ohio, and 2,300 and 39 lives were ended in Montgomery County. So that's right here where we're at in Centerville, Ohio, is Montgomery yes. County, mm-hmm. um, South Dayton area, and 2,300, is that right? Just mm-hmm. in one year. Okay. 2,339. Wow. So 10% yeah. of the abortions performed in Ohio took place mm-hmm. right, here, right in, here in Montgomery County. Yes. Mm. 
That's staggering. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how many, so that was from what year was that one? That was last year. Well, 2017. 2017. So, okay. But that's so very, very Mm -hmm. recent. Okay. So that many abortions in a year. Um, so what about the center? How's the center coming into play with when we're talking about that on that kind of scale? What, what does it look like for you guys? Um, well, I can tell you that, um, since the center opened, um, in 1982, 13,000 clients, um, have chosen life for their children. That's awesome. Yes. And it's interesting because all of our centers, um, well, at least three of them, we have four now, um, I should tell you where we're located. I guess we have a center in Kettering. We have a center in Xenia in Greene County. We have a center in Huber Heights. And we have a brand new center in North Dayton. So we have ultrasound machines. And we have found that the ultrasound, uh, being able to show a client an ultrasound of her child, eight out of ten clients who see their ultrasound picture video mm-hmm. live of their child choose life really so ultrasound um is an incredible tool for okay. being able to show the reality of what they're carrying absolutely so what is do you know what's the youngest client you've ever had come through the center I've had a 12 year old a 12 year old i personally have had a 12 year old wow okay we were Samantha right. and I, I in fact we're just talking about it 12 years car, old. 12 years old. Were they with a parent? Was this a... She was with a sister. A sister, okay. And um, her sister was also a client of the center. Her sister was 16, mm. pregnant with her second child. Okay. So she came in for her services and said, hey, I think my sister might need it too. And she was 12 and pregnant. Mm. Their mother was a, also a center client, and she was pregnant at the same time as her daughter's with she was pregnant with twins, her seventh and eighth wow. children. Okay. So this was a long time long ago. Time ago. Okay. But I know that it's not um, it's not common at all for us to see a twelve year old. Right. But um, but it happens. But it happens. So and what's the oldest? What's that you know of? Uh, probably late forties, okay. I would say. Okay. And, and I ask that because yeah. I want to get the range because a lot of times right. people think, oh, this is just teenagers, 18 year olds. Yep. And, mm-hmm. but to have them as young as 12 and in yeah. their forties, this really yeah. runs a large yeah. age demographic. Our actually our largest age group is the 20 to 24. Okay. And then 15 to 19 mm. is the next largest group. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> oh, a while ago you, you, you mentioned, Um, because I really want to tie this in. Um, You mentioned there's some that come in who uh, this is their first experience, and Mm -hmm. they just, they're scared. They have no idea what's going on. Then you have some that come in that what we call are post-abortive. They've had an abortion in the Mm -hmm. past, and now they're just trying to, what are are their options? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and maybe one that even comes through your services but yet chooses abortion. As pastors, as as churches, and and I think we kind of touched on a while ago, we're really quick to stand up against abortion. But what are we doing for those who are impacted? Because a lot of these girls are lied to. They're li- right. like it's not a big deal. Right. You can just go have an abortion, mm-hmm. and then they're left with all the consequences and the baggage mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, how can we partner with you guys? And it's kind of a twofold mm-hmm. question. What what can pastors do um, to assist you guys in that area? And what are you guys? What what is what are you mm-hmm. able to do and help? Um, these ladies through with that? Well, there's a lot to tell you there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, one thing I, I want to say, because I think this is so important when thinking, 
when if anybody ever encounters a woman who's thinking about having an abortion, um, is that Satan first comes as a liar. Mm-hmm. So he first says, it's not a big deal. It's your body. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can do with your own body what you want to do. Um, he lies when he says, it's a blob of tissue. Or he lies when he says, it doesn't feel pain. Okay. Mm-hmm. S- but then after a woman does make, if she makes that abortion decision, that same enemy who lied to her now comes back around as the accuser mm-hmm. and says, you've done this. You don't, you aren't worthy to, um, this is his strategy with some women. And so some women and even men can be in this too, have a deep sense of shame and, um, and embarrassment or, um, or they just move on and they never deal with it. So we found that so many women and even men, again, were having, issues when they come back to this if they were at the center and we're just we always ask everyone have you ever had an abortion Mm -hmm. because by not asking that question we may be missing an opportunity to minister that to that person that's hurting from that particular thing and so we always ask them we ask them whether they're client service appointments and they're just there to get baby clothes (laughs) or they're coming for a pregnancy test and so we can offer you know we have seen, and we can say, and I say to this, to this, to the girls, and I'm like, you know, have you ever had an abortion? And do you remember when it was and what kind you had? And did you have any complications, either physical or emotional? And I always qualify it by saying we ask this question because there's so many women that we've talked to that have said, yes, mm-hmm. I am having trouble with this. It happened 20 years ago. It happened 40 years ago. Um, and I'm having trouble with this. Then we would be missing a whole opportunity to share Christ's love and forgiveness right. with these people, you know, with these men and women. And so we talk to them and tell them we have an abortion recovery ministry. And, um, and it's and it and it's a program where we can walk one on one or in a group with men or women, and um, they can walk through and they can grieve the life of that child. Mm-hmm. They can grieve the things that they didn't even realize they were missing, right? Yeah. And and they can experience Christ, His forgiveness and knowledge of Him in a whole new way because they experience that overwhelming forgiveness. And at the end of the time that we have, like in a support group or one-on-one, there's a there's a garden behind the center. It's called Grace Garden, where women or men can get a plaque and they can actually put it on the wall and commemorate the life of that child. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, because we're a church made up of people who have We've all sinned. We yeah. all have different things that we've done wrong. We are in our own churches sitting in any given service with multiple people who have been connected to either having an abortion, influencing an abortion decision, or just knowing about it and maybe not been in the position to do anything about it. So we are, and it's not something that, that you know, I've known people that after years, after knowing them, they've said, Denise, I, I had an abortion. Mm. And and so to be able to go through or initiate a process where they're getting healing is um, is pretty amazing. Um, it, it does say that um, there are some statistics out there, you know, because, again, numbers. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, we relate to numbers. Um, but CareNet is a... 
pro-life organization that runs a network of pregnancy care centers, and that just happens to be the parent organization that Miami Valley Women's Center is connected to is CareNet. So CareNet, a few years ago in 2016, did um, a very large survey where they surveyed churches and um, women who were who had they had a whole bunch of abortion questions to ask women and so one of the statistics that came out of that is one-third so 35 percent of Christian women who have had an abortion indicate that they currently attend church once a week or more mm. so wow. you can think at any given service 35 percent of your fee of women are there that have had an abortion. Okay. Wow. So it's really impactful to the church mm -hmm. that we are aware of this. We're recognizing it. We're giving a door for people to say, I had an abortion mm -hmm. right. 40 years ago. Right. And that really goes back and ties in what we've talked about a lot, and especially in some previous podcasts, about openness and, and understanding that we're all broken and living in community. And just like any sin, it's hard to, to get out. It's hard to be willing to say, yeah, I'm messed up. I have issues. I, there's things that I, I have. And, but really freedom comes on the backside of obviously repenting to God, but then being able to share with other people, Hey, this, I am myself a trophy of God's grace yeah. and that there is forgiveness and restoration on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. But I think one of Satan's <laughs> biggest tools, like what you were just mentioned earlier is when we fall into whatever sin that is, is isolation. You are the only one who's done that. How dare you? And you were worthless, like you were saying. And it just makes us shut down. Mm -hmm. And how much guilt is being carried by people who don't have to carry it. And so how can we, as pastors mm -hmm. and church leaders, maybe there's a pastor listening right now. Maybe he's there in, Mi in the Miami Valley area. Maybe there's somewhere. How can we best support, come alongside the pregnancy, uh, the Miami Valley Women's Center, um, and help you guys? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> obviously by praying a lot for us, yeah. but also, I mean, I love what, if I can um, toot a horn for you <laughs> a little bit, is that I so appreciate you, um, you, you know, encouraging Morningstar to support the Miami Valley mm -hmm. Women's Center and raising awareness about what we do um, by saying, let's get out there as a church mm -hmm. and let's do this on May 18th. Let's mm -hmm. go support the Walk for Life because we do not accept any government funding mm -hmm. so that we are able to freely share the gospel with every single girl mm -hmm. that or guy the child even that God opens the door for us to be able to okay. do that. So by not taking government funds, we're able to do that. Yeah. So obviously we need the support of churches and individuals and companies and all those that can get behind and underwrite the, the work of the center. Absolutely. Um, so if local pastors go tour the center, I mean, you know, when you first got here, that was one of the first things I remember we, we did, we went over to the center yeah. and, and I, you know, got to take you, we took like an hour. It yeah. doesn't have to take that long. Right. But the tour <laughs> but, was amazing. But, and, I, and I would encourage any pastor oh, around here to, to get a hold of the center, go to the yes. website and I'll let you give that information yeah. here in just a minute. But it's, it's when you see it in action and when you mm -hmm. see what goes on there, you can't walk yeah. away from there going, you know what, we sh we're just not going to do anything. I mean, it's just, it's not going to happen. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, interrupt you, but uh, just, oh. yeah, I want to encourage anybody to, man, go tour that center. And when you come and you see that, um, you know, you, you see all the materials that we can give out, that we give out Bibles, we gave out, um, 
my client today, we gave her a Bible and a children's Bible, you know, so we're passing the, and she's a new Christian and she signed up to do the spiritual support program. And then Mm -hmm. she wants to do one of the mentoring programs and things. So when you come in and you see the scope of, of what you see that we have abstinent, multiple abstinence ministries, um, that we minister to dads, you know, that we have a dad, a men's director that, that trains men and gets men to meet one-on-one with guys who don't have one single positive male influence in their life. Right. They don't know their dads. They don't have relationships with their uncles or grandfathers. or They have no one. Mm-hmm. So you have this, some of them don't. And you have this man who can come alongside this this young dad and say, come on, dude, we can do, you yeah. know, we can do this. We can, right. we can learn how to do this and, and just be such a positive. So when you walk through the center and you see all those things that right in the center of the building, there's a prayer chapel mm-hmm. and, and we're starting days off always in prayer. We're getting together in the prayer chapel. We're praying over the clients that are going to be there that day. Um, praying over needs, I, I mean, it's just, and then you see the the material assistance that's available for clients when they do follow up, and and when they just come off the street, they can, you know, avail of those services as well. So a tour is great, but mm-hmm. just to, I, and I think that inspires you to say, okay, we've got to get behind this work. Right. We've got to encourage people to go take training. You know, training is two. I think it's two weekends a month, uh, or two weekends together and, and then you you take that training and then you get you know plugged into the center okay. and you're learning how to do it you're mentored um you're not just okay take clients you're trained yeah. now you know there's a process <laughs> to being or you know getting going through an orientation and things and so just to see that and to get plugged in and to serve mm-hmm. um yeah and so uh, you mentioned it coming up May 18th yes. is the big walk, big for, walk life. for life. And this year yeah. it's at the Dayton Dragons uh, stadium yes. in Dayton and how exciting that's going to be. Yeah. So, um, so talk yeah. about now it's a fundraiser for the yes. Miami Valley women's center. It's yes. all three locations coming together and hosting mm-hmm. it there, which before it's been Zenia's had their walk, right. Stroop's had their walk, Hooper's had their walk, and and now it'll be the new North Dayton Center will be in there, and so four centers will be all together at the Dragon Statement Stadium on May 18th at one o'clock. One o'clock, yeah. So, so how yeah. can someone, whether they can give, how can they get involved? And obviously they can walk and be sponsored. Talk, talk about how that works. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to have a table set up here at Morningstar. Absolutely. Um, but if you're listening from other churches that aren't Morningstar, you can get a walk packet from the Miami Valley Women's Center, any of the locations, and uh, you set up a table and you you get the sponsor sheets. And really, that's the key is it's not just an awareness walk. Mm-hmm. It is a fundraising it is. walk. And it's and the goal this year, I believe, is $185,000. Okay. Um, again, that underwrites all the services that we do, the buying pregnancy tests, updating um, medical equipment, uh, keeping the lights on, paying staff. Um, it, it does that. Money does a lot. Um, it pays for advertising because how else are people going to find us right. if we don't advertise? So right. it, it covers a lot of um, costs and things. But you just come sign up to be a walker, mm-hmm. grab a sponsor form, and just start asking your friends. There's even on the website, um, it's MiamiValleyWomenCenter.org, and there's a walk that there's a little banner there, badge thing that you can click, and you can get information about okay. um, 
60, it's 60 something people to ask. Um, it's just like different asking different people, will you sponsor me? Sponsor me for 10 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's, spon- it's not sponsored by Mile or anything, but that's where the real, um, you know, a lot of people have walks that are about awareness. Yeah. Um, but this really isn't, it goes way further than it's awareness. It's really a fundraiser. It's, it's putting, if you believe in it, you're passionate about it, you know it's that it's aligning biblically with the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get behind this and sponsor it and, you know, any amount, any amount, right. but it all goes to underwrite the ministry. Absolutely. So. And, and, and let me just say this, because as church is full of people, we give our money all kinds of stuff, right? We, some people support animal causes. Some people support their local PBS stations. Some people support, we give money to all kinds of organizations and not, not that there's anything's wrong with that. Right. But we can get behind something here. We have the opportunity to get behind something here that is not only life-changing for an unborn baby, mm-hmm. it's also life-changing for the mom and the dad, but it could also be eternity-changing. And right. if that doesn't excite us as believers, that we can get behind something like that, then we really we really need to wake up. And so I, I love the, the, the direction and what, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Let's say someone though. Let's if like I can't walk that day, I can't. I, yeah. I'm busy, and maybe there's even a pastor. Like we can't. We already have something going on, but we would like to donate and give. How can someone just say, "How hey, I'm just going to make a donation to the Miami Valley Women's Center"? How would they do that? Well, um, for one, you could put it out there on Facebook that you're looking for a walker okay. to sponsor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you can't make it that day yourself. Okay. But I'd say. It's okay if you can't make it that day. Go ahead and grab one of those sponsor sheets Mm -hmm. and go out and get sponsors. Do a walk on your own. Do it on May 17th. Do it on May 20th. I mean, just go out and do a walk yourself and send bring into the center that sponsor sheet okay. and you could so you could still totally get sponsors even if you can't walk that right. day and even if somebody yeah. just i just want to give money to the center like i just want to yep. not even walk related they right. can is, can they give online they is sure there something can. they can just Miami go on women's center.org okay all right yes. i just want to give another <laughs> shot to get that in there so um yeah. so let me talk as we wrap this up mm-hmm. i want to say uh so we have this movie coming yes. out uh next week called yes. unplanned and i'm mm-hmm. sure you guys are very familiar with it yeah uh, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, what, what do you know about the movie so far? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it is about a former Planned Parenthood clin- abortion clinic director okay. who um, is called in to work in a room that they need assistance during an abortion. And f- all that time, she'd never been in on an abortion to watch it, to see that baby on the screen, and to see this abortion happen. Okay. And when she saw that, saw that baby on the screen, it changed something in her and she knew that it was wrong and this movie she wrote a book she quit Planned Parenthood she wrote a book and the movie is about her book okay and I know obviously it got a rated R an R rating um, which we're hoping and I don't think it will but it might scare some people well it's rated R it's not what you would think of in a rated it's not because of language it's not because of of, yeah uh, yeah, immoral behavior it's Mm -hmm. It's really an impactful movie, and what I want to, and I'm glad that you're here today because I want to challenge our church family at least, if not anybody else who might be listening. Um, it opens next Thursday, which is April 4th. Actually, I think it opens this Thursday. Does it open this Thursday? Okay. Um, so it opens this mm-hmm. Thursday. Go watch it.
I really want to challenge our Morningstar family to go watch it next Friday, April 5th. And if they can watch it, if, if that doesn't work, that's fine. But I really want our church family, if you can go see it on, on Friday, April 5th, uh, take some time, go watch it, um, support this movie. I really think this could have a huge impact, even if just one young lady watches it or hears about it and who knows the impact that that might have. And we really need to start turning the tide of the what they're being fed at school, what they're being told, and and really, man, just really combat this where it's at, but not in a way where we're accusing or what you exactly what you guys do, not we're putting down, but we want to come alongside and support um, these women and, and love them in Christ and show them there is life on the other side of this. There is hope on the other side of this. Um, so, Denise, I really appreciate you being here. And uh, one more time, what is the website for your – MiamiValleyWomenCenter.org. Okay, write it down, memorize it, go to it, check it out, get, become part of the walk, whatever you whatever you can do. We want to encourage everybody to be a part of that. All right, well, this concludes our podcast for today. We really appreciate uh, you listening, and I know we always enjoy doing them every week, and so we will talk to you next week.